I'm Ginger. And I'm Dutch. folks welcome to a special edition of the ginger and dutch podcast it's monday night march 15th and we are kicked off to nfl free agency the free agent wire and we are ready to go we're gonna bring the old boy in here to nfl free agency big day a lot's going on so absolutely uh, wild afternoon. There's the old boy himself. Old boy, how are you? How are you, big guy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good to see you again. Thanks for coming on. I just got uh, did a quick little intro there. Welcome to everybody. Uh, George Dew says, Cowboys, baby. No, Cowboys uh, spent all their money on Dak, George. So uh, not much happening for them today. Yeah, they've been quiet, right? Nothing, yeah. nothing on their side today. But... Uh, Crazy time for a crazy time for all of our, our listeners out there um, and everybody watching tonight. Thank you. And um, just giving everybody a little a little uh, breakdown on the salary cap, how things were looking going into the 2021 free agency period in the NFL. Uh, found out, I think, what, last week, about seven, ten days ago, that the cap was going to come in at about 182.5 for most teams. And it was a mad scramble. We saw a whole bunch of uh, renegotiated contracts, guys taking pay cuts, veterans getting cut, period. It was, uh, it was wild for the last week or so, and it continued today as we, uh, we entered into the legal tampering uh, period, oh, I, if you will. <laughs> I, I always find that to be... Just too- open it up, No. It's complete bullshit, the whole legal tampering thing. Like, you know, these guys start talking at noon, and a couple hours later, they're, you know, they're signing checks for 100 million bucks, right? It's crazy. It's, yeah. It's wild. Yes. But, no, it's but, been – what a day, man. What a day. Yeah, and it was interesting. I heard Chris Brown from, from One Bills Live uh, drop a stat. Me and you talked off air yeah. about it. Uh, last season going in at this exact time, there was $1.3 billion to be spent uh, by NFL teams or available for NFL teams in free agency. And uh, this year it was $434 million, so a big, big loss. And, you know, when you look at that cap number coming from 198.2 down to 182.5, you don't think that, you know, okay, it's not that big of a deal. It's only, you know, 16 or 15 and change. But – when for since 2011, that number's gone up every single year, eight, nine, ten, eleven million. So when you're budgeting that in your in your uh, in your salary cap last season, you probably made some of those deals thinking, okay, we're going to be able to keep continuing on. We're going to be up at 208, 210, 215, 100%. maybe, right? And then now all of a sudden you're down to a buck 82, and it's like, okay, that's a big change, right? So. Mm-hmm. And we saw that. We saw that with, you know, teams like the Giants and the, the Packers and obviously the, the well, more well-known teams that were in, in cap jail, let's say, and the Saints and the Rams yeah. and, and Philly and Atlanta. So um, interesting to see how that all played out and, and what happened there. But um, what I found interesting today, before we kind of dive right into it, was the sure. fact that certain positions were flying off the board, like pass yeah. rushers. Pass rushers were going berserk today. Big time. But, 
but we didn't see I don't no big big not any not any of the big fish that you're going to talk about from the wide receiver side of things. Yeah, They're none, of the, the, none of the big three, none of the big three went. But you know there were a couple of those kind of you know first domino second tier guys that went right. Right. Um, you thought, you know, Corey Davis went and uh, oh I guess I would I have a hard time putting him in that same you know in that same pool, but he got paid like it. Like Nelson Nelson Aguilar also went as well too. Right, just like just crazy. Right, I listen. That, look, there were a couple guys last year that were were put in positions to succeed and. They they try to get paid off it and good on them for getting paid right you know so you know that was, he was an example of one but anyways we can keep going but yeah no it was uh, big first day but yeah man edge holy crap I saw Carl Lawson this went right now too like all they all went eh all the big yeah. boys are gone for the most part yeah, right so absolutely yeah. absolutely wild so let's jump into it what, what our format tonight's going to be listeners is uh, we've got um, we, we're going to break it down position by position put some teams in there and then we'll kind of tie a bow on it at the end, talk about some of the winners and losers, what we felt uh, in day one uh, free agency. So we'll start it off with the old boy and uh, he's popping in with some quarterbacks and we just had one of the bigger quarterbacks we go did. in the last 10 minutes or so. We did. Jameson, My or as Dutch calls him, Jameson Whiskey, I believe on a <laughs> one year, another one year prove it deal. Yeah. 12 million bucks. Um, talk to us about the quarterbacks. Who's left out there? What went today? What your thoughts are? It's it's thin. Like I think you know when when the when the free agent list first came out a couple weeks back. I think you and I were both hoping that you'd maybe see Dak hit the market. You know maybe you'd see Cam hit the market. You know some like big blue blood like you know potential game changer guys at, at the quarterback spot. But right now, man, I think if you look at the quarterback spot, it's not really about free agency. It's about who's maybe still on the board and maybe getting dealt away, whether it be Deshaun or Russell Wilson now. And I know yeah. a couple weeks back we were talking about it, but things are heating up on that front too. But yeah, listen, I, I had famous Jameis at the top of my list of like guys who could come in um, and be a, you know, potentially legitimate starting quarterback in the league. Um, you know, what, one year, 12 million bucks. You know, man, how many snaps did the guy play last year? 20 snaps, if that? Like, I feel like he just got a little bit of garbage time here or there. You know, listen, you know, with Breeze retiring, and hey, how about that one here? Pour out a little liquor for arguably, what, the best free agent signing of all time, man. For sure, no doubt. He's got to be, right? Like, that guy, man, like, geez, what, 15 years in New Orleans as a free agent there? Um, you know, Super Bowl, Hall of Famer, that guy's uh, one of the best, right? And then, obviously, what they did with, you know, Taysom Hill's, you know, contract to try and restructure that as well, too. So he's going to come in, and they're going to they're gonna scrap it out. I see Jameis ended up winning that role. I wouldn't be surprised if Hill just takes on the role that he had that he had with Breeze, where it's like you, you kind of bring him in, five to ten snaps a game, yeah. changes things up, a little bit of that wild, you know that wildcat type crap that they could throw there. And he's he, listen, they're paying him a ton of bills, so he, they're going to have to get him involved one one way or, or another. But you know, it's hard to get excited about Jameis. But you know, listen, man, I guess he's still a relatively young guy, twenty seven years old, still got a pretty big arm on him. Let's see what they can do. That that team's in, like you said, they're in cap. Just you know, they're in the basement of the cap world right now. Yeah. Like they still have you know a ton of room. Still, I think they get up and above the cap right now, right? So, let's see what's left in terms of weapons for them, right? You know, second on my board, and again, this shows you how relatively thin that the quarterback position is right now is Mitch Trubisky, right? And again, I put him at number two on my board only because of you know the pedigree, right? You got a kid who not too long ago was drafted in top three of the draft. Man, you look back on that now, man. The Bears. I know that that's the same, obviously, the same draft as Patty Mahomes and and uh, Deshaun Watson, and you just you're kicking yourself. That's why I think, you know, they're looking to move off of him. If they can make a splash for Russell Wilson, great. You can move on, and no one's going to be talking about him anymore. And you can kind of move on to that next era of football in, in Chicago. But I wouldn't be surprised if Trubisky gets 
you know, kind of a similar deal to what Mariota got with the, with the Raiders. You know, yeah. bringing a guy like that, high pedigree, athletic, you know, come in. You know, it could be a decent backup quarterback that if you had to bring him in there, you know, he's not going to totally blow it for you. He'd be competitive. And maybe you can resurrect his career. Like, listen, I, I still said to you last time we spoke that I'd love to see him in New England. I know that they brought back Cam on that one-year deal as well. Um, you know what? I don't, I, geez, I don't know what the hell the Pats have left to spend, man. For God's sakes, I've been going crazy today, right? If they have any more room, right? But if Trubisky's sitting there and they can bring him in on something under five bucks a year, like bring him in and it's another thing that maybe for Bill to kind of play around with and see if they can develop him on the sides and see what, what can come from that, right? Um, and last but not least, you know, I wouldn't be able to leave here without talking about him. I had to bring him up. 38 years old. Geez, look at us here. Here we are, 36, 37 years old, sitting in the basement, you know, recording a podcast, and you got Fitzy here making calls, maybe looking to, you know, get a job, right? I Listen, for me, Fitzy Someone's going to get him. Somebody's going to grab him. He's, he's the ideal candidate for anyone out there who's drafting a quarterback in the top 10 this year. If you don't have a guy like – listen, whoever gets Trey Lance, for example, Trey Lance isn't walking in day one and being your starting quarterback. If he is, you totally fucked up that kid's development. You don't want him coming in week one starting. Yeah. So bring Fitzy in. He can learn off Fitzy's hip for a year. Fitzy's 38. He knows he's not going to be leading that team forever. Have him come in, train this kid up, take the pressure off him, and have the kid hold the clipboard for a year, and Fitzy could sit there. and Like, for example, let's say he goes to Carolina. I don't know what they're doing with Teddy Bridgewater, but I would move off Teddy and swap in and bring Fitzy in and just have that be as a better mentorship as like kind of a one-year kind of wait-and-see type approach. But there's so many teams, like whether it be Washington, uh, the Jets, if they move on from Darnold and they yeah. take Zach Wilson. Uh, even the Jags. Like, listen, man, like Urban Meyer, I'm sure, would, would value that guy as like kind of a, almost a – an extension yep. of his coaching staff, right? So if you're going to go with Trevor Lawrence on one overall, bring in a guy like Fitzy. Like, forget the Gardner Minches of the world and these types of guys. Like, bring a guy like Fitzy and come in, be a pro's pro, and, you know, have the kid learn off him for a year. I think that's where Fitzy's probably going to end up landing is in one of those QB-dependent teams that's going to be drafting a kid, and he'll come in and just be a mentor for a year. That's where I see him ending up. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think I think the QB market's going to go stale here for a bit. I really do. And I think the, the big one, the big kind of two fish, is is anything like you said going to happen with Russell? Yeah. And two, you know, I saw a report today that you know eight to ten teams have made the call about Sam Darnold, including like rumors out now in the last couple hours here about about Pete Carroll that he's high on and that you know I, heard, I saw that and, and and a grain of salt, but you know what happens with Darnold because if if Darnold ends up moving somewhere, then that's gonna I know you know you're gonna think that the Jets at that point will go draft, but you know, like you said, they'll maybe add a veteran. They maybe bring in Trubisky and say, you know what? Hey, take a seat on the bench to the rook, let yeah. Trubisky for a year or two, and then off we go, right? So, um, yeah. But I, I think it's. I think we're gonna need a couple of those big dominoes to fall. Maybe have some some draft go through, and then some of these veterans that you talked about might uh, might get scooped up on uh, on a value type of deal, right? Hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. I don't see them moving day one. There's just no urgency to add a guy like that day one. You know, let the chips fall, and then at that point there, it's it's a pretty calculated move where they end up, right? And more of a support role. But I'm glad to see Jameis get paid here. The guy, listen, man, you know that guy can't afford to live off you know one and a half million bucks a year. He'd be in there stealing more crab legs if that's the case. You know? <laughs> uh, <that's laughs> Watch it, right? out! Yeah, Watch it'll out, be, man. he'll be finding himself in the back of a cab again, getting in oh, trouble for boy. sure. Love yeah, it. shout it. out to Randy Lockwood there. I see him on there counting. The Dutch is busy tonight, so we got the old boy, Randy, and uh, club champion. I love it. 
So let's move on to the running backs. And, yeah. and running backs, you know, we had some some news for uh, for Chester and more. And uh, Philip Lindsay just gets tendered on an original tender. So that's a that's a big deal in the terms of now you might see a team come in and try to scoop him up and and offer him. You know, I think the tender was like three point eight eight million or something like that with the with the original draft round. So. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens there because I, th- I think Lindsay's a great runner. I think he's a very serviceable runner, um, close to 1,000 yards in every season he's played in the league. You know what you're getting out of him, right, as yeah. you draft him. And I know running backs aren't a hot commodity, and, and they've, you know, that the, their value overall in the NFL has, has kind of fallen off here in the last five years, and, and rightfully so because they are a dime a dozen. And we've seen year-over-year teams draft in second, third, fourth, fifth, seventh round and find these guys that that can be serviceable and, and do the job for them. Sure. But a couple couple big names uh, that I saw coming out, and number one, two, na- two names that, that guys are in the prime of their career, you know, 25, 26 years old. Um, and then the first one I'm going to go with is, is Chris Carson out of Seattle. Sure. Um, I think that's a, a pickup for a team um, that's in need of a running back i.e. the Eagles um, is something that, you know, why not? Why not take – why not – you know, you're going to go ahead with, with Jalen Hurts. Let's let's get a playmaker behind him that he can hand the ball off. Sure. You know, we know it's a throwing league, but that he can hand it off to 15 to 18 times and, and help him out. And it just seems to me that it's like that Miami type of signing. I, I could see a guy like that going down to Miami and, and getting out of the Pacific North Northwest and, and maybe join in Miami. They were pretty quiet, surprisingly, today. I thought they would have been a bit more active, but yeah, um, clearing some cap space, and I guess they're comfortable with, what's, uh, with what they got. My second guy was Marlon Mack. Kind of got, uh, got bitched up in Indy um, sure. after, after the draft of, uh, of Jonathan Taylor, and I think this guy's still a very, very good runner. He's a hard runner. So I like Marlon Mack on the board, but once again, no movement at running back really. Like I, I don't know if anybody went, I didn't see any, any real. I saw Devontae Booker got, he landed somewhere like a short deal, like two years, 6 million bucks. Yeah. Carlos Hyde to the Jets. Same same deal. Yeah. That's, that's urban bringing in one of his guys, right. Bringing in an old buck guy is like, you know, just a leader in the room guy. You could trust probably just, you know, that's really all that is a guy. He can know he can hand the ball off to, yeah, you know, 10, 20 times a game. I don't think he's going to be getting that many touches because Robinson's there, but it's just a leader in the room, a guy that he trusts. I think he's going to start bringing in more of his guys, his old his old Buckeye guys that he can lean on for just experience, really what it comes down to, right? So yeah. makes total sense. I think Bucks here with the packs, with the packs, sorry, he would have got, you know, if that, I think that's who Miami had their eye on, to be honest with you. That would have been a great spot for them. If they were going to splash, yeah. you know, splash some of that dough, you bring in a game changer like that, right? A guy yeah. three down back, you know, that would have been, you know, a big fish for them to have chased after. Because I do think they want to upgrade that running back room for sure. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, sorry, keep going on, man. No, I was going to say, um, you kind of, we kind of lost, you cut out on me a little bit there, but um, I was talking about uh, Fournette. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, okay. I, I missed that piece. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, playoff Lenny, man. I thought I thought he showed some showed some value for, yeah, for the Bucks in that Super Bowl run, and I know, hey, they were uh, they were a hair away from cutting them in Week Twelve, um, and you know they were they were one meeting away from kind of saying, 
you know, this is it. You're you're done. You're you're not really working out here. Let's let's move on. And then you know he gets his act together and and I thought would have might have earned himself a contract here on day one. But um, I think he's he's I don't see him going back to Jacksonville. Houston's kind of loaded up a little bit, but you know what about a team like the Jets? Yeah, that's a good fit. That's a definitely a good fit. You, you know, know what I mean? They, they they can use playmakers on offense, right? They've added they added one obviously today with Corey Davis. They need playmakers on O. Um, Frank Gore's there. I guess he's retired now. But Michael P. Ryan's the guy. You yeah, know, fifth Ryan, fifth round pick. You just hope, and he's a lottery pick, right? But yeah, you know, bring a leader, bring a guy, and come in there. And actually, you know, especially if you're bringing in a rookie QB, it's nice to have some semblance of a run game, right? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I um, yeah, that'd be that, that's definitely a good fit. You know, like listen, it's. It's hard, man. I still think with running back, what's happening now is the elite are getting paid on that second contract, that $10, $12 million bucks a year upwards of, you know, I guess McCaffrey being, you know, I think the top in that shop, right? But these other guys, man, they're just they're, – they're fighting and they're scratching and clawing for that second contract, right? It's tough for these boys. They're going to have – it's going to be opportunity by opportunity, usually on kind of one- to two-year type deals. And it's – you're paying them under, under you know, $5 million bucks a year kind of thing. That's kind of what the cap it's going to be for a lot of these guys. Because a lot of times it's by committee too, right? They're not even being yeah. – you know, they're not the bell cow anymore, right? So what are you paying for 10 touches a game? You know, that's only a couple million bucks probably, right? So Yep, yeah. 100%. Let's, uh, let's slide over to receiver now. Some still uh, – this is a spot where uh, in terms of some of the big names did not come off the board today, which I was surprised uh, – uh, barely, like you said, very, very minimal movement. Uh, what I yeah. considered some mid-tier guys, like you, you talked about Corey Davis and Philip Dorsett, and and some of these mid-tier guys, Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, and yeah. Um, so, so talk to us about who's still out there. What you feel? Because uh, I know, I know some you had some some big names still still left. There's uh, some big boys there, and then these are like guys who are gonna like, they're gonna come in and completely change the look and feel of your offense, right? If they do come in and land in the right system, right? So, you know, it's a shame that, you know, Robinson didn't, you know, didn't hit the market. It's also a shame that uh, Godwin didn't get there either. It would have been fun to see where those boys would have landed as well, too. Um, you know, first but, guy on my list. But, but just, talk to, to stop you there, old boy, for a sec. Yeah. He's not signing that. He's not signing that franchise. Robinson's not signing that. No He's way. Like, no, no. They're gonna be, there's going to be a standstill there. Like, that's clearly, you know, right now, it's, you're looking at tag and trade type thing. There's no way he's only signed that thing if he means he gets shipped out of town, right? Like, it's not yes. happening otherwise, right? So, yeah, listen, man, you know, what are you going to do, right? If you're if you're the Bears, you, you have to try and monetize that asset. Like, I'm actually surprised. Like, so the first guy on my list, and, you know, we keep talking about him, you know, loosely is, is Kenny Galladay, right? 27 years old. We want to talk about big body alpha male type wideouts, right? Like, for me, he's the creme to the creme in this. For what's left? You know, he's the guy. I think I probably yeah. would have had Robinson as number one if he had made it. But I think, for me, Galladay's my number two guy. And he's my number one of what's available, right? So, you know, listen, Miami, you know, Washington, New York Giants. Uh, even the – I would have said the Pats before they started spending like crazy today. Um, Baltimore's looking for a big body. Yeah. yeah. Even Indy's got a ton of dough. And now that they got a new quarterback there, like, it's shocking. And when you look at the number of teams that had – you know, who had space coming into today – Indy, for a team that was, like, right there and made the playoffs and was, you know, a play away from getting, you know, they got a ton of dope still, right? So 46 to $50 million depending on right? where, you get, where you get your number from, right? Right. That's a lot of money for a team that's, like, that's competing and is in a win-now mode, right? So yeah. 
I would like, I'd love to see them make a big move, you know, to help support that acquisition of a guy like Carson Wentz. I'm not saying that Galladay's probably going to land there, um, but Galladay's going to get paid, man. Like you saw what, you know, what the Davises and, and Aguilars were getting, like in that 12, 13 million bucks a year. Kane's going to get, he's going to get that 15 to 15, 17 16. million bucks. Yep. You know? Sure. Um, and he's going to want, what about, what about the Chargers? Go, go support, uh, you know, the, the sophomore season. You know what? You're going to say I'm a homer for saying I want to see him end up in Washington only because I think that the skin's going to make a move, right? Like, yeah. I'm not sure he'd want to go there because, you know, he's going to say, well, who's your quarterback, right? Like, I get it. Yeah. You know, you got like, an, you know, you got money for me there and, and whatnot. And I like what you have on the defensive side of the ball, but who's my quarterback, right? So, listen, what about Kenny Galladay in Miami? Like, I know I hate to say it. Scary. They're, they're, I know. They're sniffing around, though, right? They're sniffing yeah, around, right? I, um, I, to be honest, I thought we'd be sitting here tonight talking about Kenny Galladay in Miami. I yeah. thought for sure that was going to be something that happened. I'm actually shocked that they haven't made it happen yet. Yeah, hey, listen, man, for all we know, it's going to be, you know, it'll become, you know, here in the next couple of minutes or, like, or whatnot, right? But Miami's um, got 30, $33 million to spend, and they were they were stone cold quiet today. Yeah, no, this guy, you know, listen, even, even Baltimore, I'm not saying he's a good fit for the Ravens. I don't know if they can make it work there with what they got, but I remember I talked to you when we were talking about the quarterback carousel. I mean, I mentioned that if Lamar's going to kind of continue to evolve, go get him a big boy. Go get him a deep, not a deep threat so much, but like an alpha dog that could go get it, that could separate this by sheer physicality, right, and go win yes. those contested balls. Um, he would pair up nice with Hollywood Brown too. I'm just not sure if that's where they're going to go with that. But, um, you know, second on my list is, you know, Mr. Juju Smith-Schuster, right? The oh, TikTok, dude, the TikTok yeah. king. Riding the bike, baby. Riding the bike to work. The TikTok king, man. No, he um, – listen, Juju's got a bad rep. I think, you know, listen, the guy's only 24 years old, man. Like, when was the yeah, last time you young. see a guy that talented hit the market at such a young age, right? So, you know, that – I think it was his second year with, with Pittsburgh. The guy really fully broke out. You know, it was hard in 2019. They had a pretty crappy situation at quarterback. But last year he came back, you know. Like, that guy's arguably when he's fully fit and he has a good system around him. He's – Top 10, top 15 guy in the league, right? He can kind of do that, you know, over the middle type stuff. He's pretty physical, yep. can help out in the run game too in terms of a blocking, you know, decent blocking wide out. Yep. Like, I would love to see the drama of this one here, but I think he's actually a really good fit for the Ravens. I'm not sure they can make it work. He's going to get a little bit less than I think what Kenny would get. He'd probably get in that 13 to $15 million type range. And he could afford to maybe not go out and do like a five-year deal because he's so goddamn young, man. He could go out and do like a – Give me like 45 bucks over three years, 15 yep. a year. And I know I'm still going to hit the market again at 27 and get paid again another five-year deal or whatnot, right? And still have well, a lot of Like you said, look at, right? look at Corey Davis just signed with the Jets three at 37 and a half. Right. See, like, so you know, Juju three, just, three to 40 to Juju makes total sense, right? Right. Somewhere in that realm. Like the 40, yep. 45, maybe 50 bucks, depending on how desperate you are, right? Um, I had Will Fuller as my third guy on this list only because I think that if he's healthy, he's the ultimate boom bust, right? Like, you know, look yep. about someone like, Green Bay, for God's sakes. Like, there was all these rumors last year at the deadline. They were sniffing around asking about him. And then all of a sudden, the guy gets suspended for PEDs, and that's it. And he can't stay healthy. But if you're Rodgers, I'd be asking my guys to make it. Like, listen, you know, like, we brought Jones back. So, you, clearly, you want to win now. Otherwise, you would have let Jones walk. You would have you yep. you drafted Dylan in the second round. You would have just went with the kid. But they're clearly loading up for one more year. If they can get, you know, a guy like Will Fuller on, like, a short-term deal and that like 12 to 13 million type, you know, range, like, you know, two years, 25 million bucks, bring him in and just see if you can try to hit a, hit a home run because him opposite Devontae Adams would be obviously incredible to see. Um, we talked about Curtis Samuel. I, I know we're yeah. supposed to be doing three guys here, but as a fourth guy, 
you know, he's kind of one of those, he's that gadget guy, right? You know, like he's kind of like, I, you and I were talking about, it, I think he's spot on. He's like a little mini Percy Harvin, a guy that, yeah. you know, had a, you know, a lot of carries in college with Ohio State. And even last year, the guy had, you know, almost 40 carries. You know, Matt Rule kind of brought him back to his kind of college identity, but I think he'd be a real fun gadget. I see him heading, like, you know, dream scenario. He goes back to Washington, reunites with Ron Rivera. Nice fit there. They could use all the weapons they can get on offense as well, too. Um, don't be surprised if he gets paid, man. I think he may get even north of what they paid Corey Davis because of that versatility, right? The fact yeah. that he, you know, he can run a whole bunch of different root trees uh, and the ability to carry the ball as well, too, right? So, no, that's... I thought, that's, I thought New England I thought New England would have went after him. Um, I was like, surprised. I that... like, why sprinkle, like, you know, listen, you, you don't have a number one. Now you have a bunch of, like, number two, three type, you know, yeah. those like that mid-tier, like they're not game breakers, right? Like if you're really going to help Cam out and dedicate yourself to trying to build this thing back up as quickly as possible, go for quality rather than quantity. Because you had guys like the Jacoby Myers and the Keel Harris that could have easily been that number three type guy. Yeah. So why wouldn't you just rather than, you know, born and I go to say, listen, fuck that. We're going to go ahead and basically merge that as one and go out and get one of these big boys and really yes. truly try and – because you're not going to – I hate to say it as a Bills fan, you're not going to be the, the Bills by – you know, Dinkin and Duncan. You have to be able to put up like 30 a game on them basically at this point now to yes. try and win that ball game, right? And everyone else around you is getting better today too, right? Like, you know, I thought the Jets had a quietly pretty decent day. I, I really did. You know, Carl Lawson, that, that, you know, we're going to get into that in a bit, but man, I thought that was a nice piece of business by them. Yeah, you know? I, thought, I thought the number was a bit high, but yeah, I, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. You're paying, you're paying for upside for sure, right? Yeah, paying, it's, you know, it's, it's free sure. agency here. Like, you know, to sit there and say, you know, are you overpaid? Well, that. We, that's what you're getting into with this yeah. type of business, right? And then with free agency. Yeah. So, so let's uh, touch on the, the next kind of skill position here and, and uh, we'll kind of tag team this one. Sure. And not a whole lot to talk about. I had four or five guys on my list and a couple of them are, are already off the board. Um, and I'm sure you probably had the same type of, uh, same type of guys and, and let me know if you, you want to throw anybody else in there, but sure. looking at, looking at tight end. Sure. I, the big four names I had, I had Hunter Henry, Johnu obviously goes to the the Pats four at fifty. I thought that was a crazy number. I know it's a tight end, but you know, and I know he's coming off his his best year ever with forty one catches and and eight TDs. But this guy was only averaging thirty catches a season and four four tight uh, four TDs a year. That's it. And and, and it's the nuts, Chiefs. I, I look at the Chiefs getting the same deal. Almost the exact same deal for Kelsey. I know. Four for, for fifty seven. I know and I know there was more incentives in there and it was probably closer to sixty three, sixty four by the time it was all said and done for Kansas City for the best tight end in the game. But you're gonna give John New Smith four for fifty? I just It's a lot think. of money, man. It's a lot of money. Basically there's only downside in that contract because he's got to be playing at like basically a pro bowl caliber clip. He's gonna have to enter that, you know, top three conversation of you know, Kelsey, Kittle, and, you know, whoever number three is. You'll have to be the number three guy now in that conversation Yep. for it to be worth what you're going to end up be, you know, what you're going to end up paying on the kid, right? So, I don't know, man. Like, free agency's crazy. We talked about it. Like, look, last year, look at it as a prime example. Miami, right? Came in big money. Van Noy, Shaq, Lawson, all these guys. Where's Van Noy and, and Lawson this year? Gone. 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 In yeah. a year. And that's how quickly things can turn around. If it doesn't work out for you, you spend all this money. Everyone's talking about, oh, look, all the, you know, they're throwing cash around, improving the ball club. And yeah. they're gone. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if some of these big money signings this year from the Pats, if within a year, Bill basically says, fuck it, moving on. It didn't work out. You know, I thought I could try and catch lightning in a bottle and try and, you know, go from, you know, third in the division to, 
you know, yeah. maybe try and nip at the Bills at the Bills heels this year. But I don't know, man. I just have a hard time seeing how this contract looks. He's a good ball player, but you're paying him at the top end where there's really isn't any value at this point now. Like it's going to be hard for them to generate value off that contract for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And and you you're you're onto something. Are you and and you don't even need to look hard at it. Like you look at one, two, three, four. The not nine of the guys they signed today, two year deals, right? Yeah. You know, Devon uh, Godshot two year deal. Dietrich Wise coming back on a two year deal. Aguilar two year deal. Uh, yeah. They sneak, late night uh, sneak in Henry Anderson off of the Jets two year deal. Yeah. A couple other three year deals. So these, you know, they're all short term. The, the the you know the times of the four five six year deal in free agency might be might be just about done, right? Yeah, that's that's reserved for the big boys now, right? The blue yeah. blood types that hit the market, right? So, but yeah. um. Yeah. What about Hunter Henry? Where do you think he's going to end up? He oh, back he's, he's going back home, baby. He's going so? back home. Yeah. Because, think... listen, we were talking about, like, you know, listen, we talked about, you know, who came in today with the number one caps in, available was Jacksonville, right? Like, they got, yep. you know, what's, let's call it almost 70 million bucks. That's almost 70 million. Yeah. If you're going to go out and you're going to get first overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, wouldn't that be nice to have a nice little safety valve for him and do exactly what he did for Herbert last year and be that, Yep. safety valve over the middle like i wouldn't be surprised if urban goes out there and gets him a legitimate tight end like a, a you know a difference maker that could be there and and help the kid out otherwise you just want to support the kid you know because you know like that's probably where they're going yep. so why not and they got money to spend right and it depends uh, like, how, you know how quickly they want to turn things around but i think that would be a nice fit for them if he does you know hit the market not actually go back to uh to la right but um yeah, no, I don't know. So who else do you have on that board here? Who else do you want to talk about? At tight end? I, I well, I had Gronk on there, obviously, and he, yeah. he's off the board now. He entertained the uh, Bills Mafia for about five seconds, and then uh, you know yeah, we all knew he was going back to Tampa. But Jared yeah. Cook, Jared Cook, yeah, I like. I think he's going to make a nice veteran signing. I think he's. I think he's going to be in that two-year deal. You know, anywhere between twelve and fifteen million to come in, and, yeah. and you know what, you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. He's still athletic. Um, he's still got ability to get in the end zone. He's still a mismatch um, down inside the opponent's territory. I would like him. I think – I know they wouldn't probably do it, but but why not – like you said, why not Indy or a team like Cincy or even the Carolina? But I think he's going to probably want to go to a winner. Yeah. So, you know, it'll Indy, be hard. Indy would be a good fit for him, though, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Because that's an upgrade over Burton and, and – uh, what's his name uh, – Oh, what's it in the big white guy tight end? Oh, uh, do, uh, Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle. Yeah. yeah, you know, so I think he'd be an upgrade over either one of those boys for sure. Um, and you're playing on turf, right? He's used to playing on turf, obviously in New Orleans as well, too, yep. right? So, like, kind of quietly, if he fell on your lap, you know, he looked good in Buffalo too, man. As a, yes. as, a uh, as an upgrade there too, right? To help, you know, Josh is another, you know, nice red zone target athletic you know he's definitely you know obviously you know, a more established more mature you know more proven commodity than than dawson knox right so yeah what about a guy like dan arnold in arizona last year like i every time i watched them play i feel like he was like making kind of a boom bust play like surprisingly pretty athletic dirt cheap that guy's gonna cost you nothing like you could probably get him in for like you know three four million bucks a year i bet you know like i don't know why not i, right? I like him man it's, right? a sneaky, Someone like that. it's a sneaky pick yeah, so there's, there's nothing wrong with it. That's a nice little, uh, nice little nugget there. Like to come in, even as even if you've got a good tight end, if for him to come in as your second tight end and yeah. allows you to run two tight end sets and do a bunch of different things is 
he's a great mismatch with his size, right? Yeah, I think he'd be a nice piece to add as well too, right? So I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. It tight end, like I said, you know, it's um, Hunter Henry. Be interesting to see where he lands, right? Yeah, so, he's yeah. he's he's the big fish. He's yeah. the big fish for sure. Um, going to a a spot where I thought would be would be a hot market today, and it was wasn't at all. It was real quiet, and that and that's the tackle side of the offensive line you know the yeah. interior guys some of the, the big boys you know brandon sheriff was tagged um you know joe tooney goes on a crazy who saw that crazy, coming crazy, crazy to, to the chiefs right uh five for 80 Corey lindsley goes to um uh, you know los angeles and the, and the chargers which is a nice deal but you know none of these big tackles go and i understand you know mitchell schwartz fails the physical um so, you know, there could be some question marks there. But, you know, you still got Eric Fisher. You got Riley Reef out there. You got Trent Williams out there. Yeah. Where do you think Trent goes? Like, again, you want to talk about Jacksonville. Again, he's not going to want to go to Jacksonville. But, again, right, you got all this money in the world. Sure up your left side for the kid. Like, I'm just thinking, like, if you're going to bring this kid in, and I know he's super talented, but why not support him a little bit? Like, if you went out and you said, okay, we're going to go get you, a, you know, an all-pro left tackle, get you kind of like a quasi-pro bowl caliber type tight end, yeah, and just elevate the whole offense in terms of that safety net and, and kind of, you know, creating time for that kid to try and sit back there and not get his head, you know, chewed off, right? So he's probably not. He's probably going to end up going back to San Fran on a, some type of a, a team-friendly kind of a re-sign type there, right? But – you know, he's 33, but that guy still, he, you know, he still has miles left, right? Like, he's still in, the, in those prime years of his career. He's got yeah. another three years left, I think, of being, like, near the top of his An game. An elite pro bowl. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I had a couple different spots, and, and the first one is, is a guy that we touched on that, you know, it, like you said, was heating up in terms of trade talk, and all we've heard about is how he's run around his whole career, and he's looking for more protection. Seattle's got a little bit of room, not a whole lot of room, but why like what is Seattle doing they they don't they don't get Lindsley um not involved with Tooney at all why not go get it and I know you you've got some some you know pieces there in terms of your offensive line and your tackle position but move off one of those guys and go get Trent Williams like at least show Russell you're trying to do something that's a good right, that's a good point and, you know that point like right now Right now, they've they've just sat back and done absolutely nothing here in terms of Seattle and bringing in anybody. Your quarterback is had to has gotten to the point where he's gone to the media about his frustration. The whole thing it seems now is is every day that goes by, it's it's the next Deshaun Watson deal. And I know, I know stuff's media driven. I, I get it, and it might not be as bad as we think. Sure, but where there's like you said to me the last time we talked, where there's smoke, there's fire, and he's. There's something wrong there in Seattle right now. And if they if they don't think they can fix it, then cool. Then work on, like you said, getting them to the Bears or making some crazy deal with Miami or Houston or something happen. But there's a spot where go get one of these guys. Go get a Riley Reef. Go get an Eric Fisher. Go get a Trent Williams and try to make yeah. the quarterback happy. And then you want to talk about the kid. Well, what about the kid coming back off of injury in Cincinnati? Joe Burrow, right? 100%. Go, go protect him and, and get one of these – um, good offensive linemen, and and not only tackles. You know, there's some good ones um, still left in on the interior. Uh, Gabe Jackson, Richie Incognito, Alex Mack, uh, Matt Skier, and I know um, Cincinnati. They don't have that lock stock center. So an Al a veteran in Alex Matt or Matt Skira or David Andrews, 
right, coming from New England, all three of those guys, veteran guys that can yes. help help a young quarterback coming back off an injury um, or a guard position on a decent deal in terms of Jackson or Incognito that, you know what, it, the more you can protect those quarterbacks, the better yeah. off you're going to be. Yeah, the the Lindsay deal for the Chargers, brilliant, man. I thought the Chargers had a quietly a really good day. Sure, I thought loved it. Yeah, like that. It's just you know, I thought back to like you know what the Bills did with Mitch Morse with Josh. Same thing, right? Like, yep. go get your young kid, like a second set of eyes. You know, another you know, basically he's like another you know assistant coach on the field. You know, looking at blitzes and you know just helping him a second set of eyes there in terms of you know calling things out and just adjusting protection, right? Like it's just. It makes so much sense. And obviously, you know, working with Green Bay and Rogers for all those years, so you bring that pedigree in and just, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, if you're going to pay, again, go pay for something like that. Like, I, I, I had nothing wrong with teams that went out there and were giving out, you know, 30, 40 million guaranteed, 65 million bucks over, you know, four or five years. It's just, you know, I don't want to keep going back to the Pats. I just, like, feel like, man, you're paying up for guys that really are, I'm not saying they're the replacement level, but if I showed you what they're rolling out now in terms of, you know, kind of their starting offensive skill positions than anything else they added on the other side of the ball. It's like, are you really that much better? You're maybe like another win, half a win, maybe maybe two wins at most better. And, and maybe that's what they're looking to do. But I don't know, man. I'm all about spending money, but spend money in the right place where you're not going to look back and say that you got, you know, bit in the ass by making that trade. You know what I mean? Or making that, that signing, right? So. Yeah, I, I, think, I think with the Pats, I think they got better defensively. Like, like, you know, they automatically get better by the return of Hightower and Chung. But sure. I, I do, I do like Judon. I do like what he can bring. You know, he is he is that mismatch. He can bend off the edge. He can drop when you need him to drop a little bit. Um, Henry Anderson's meh. Diedrich Wise is a nice return. So I think defensively, when you add all those pieces up, it's better. Yeah. But, but offensively, it's like you said, you you added some some meh pieces offensively. Yeah. And. You know, David Andrews walks out the door. Joe Tooney walks out the door. Yeah, that's great that you 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 feel that you got better pieces for Cam to surround Cam and and give him you know his shot to earn a last contract here in the NFL. But who the hell's blocking for the guy? Yeah, I know. Like you, well, they, they, brought, they brought Brown back in from the. From the they did bring Brown yeah. back in, but yeah. but go, you know, Mar uh, Marcus Cannon. Like what? Okay. No, I know. Like yeah. You look at you look at their projected offensive line, and it does not look so pretty. And you know you're pairing Carl Lawson with uh, Quinn and Williams in in New York. And, I like that. That's scary. You know, scary, right? You got Miami who can get after the quarterback still. They've got some some decent rushers down there still. And you know Buffalo. You know Buffalo's going to scheme something up. They've got enough talent. You know we're hard on that D line, but they did start to play better at the end of the year. You still got Jerry Hughes. You still got Addison. You've got Milano and Edmonds yeah. who are good at yeah. rushing the quarterback. Um, I just, I'm just worried that that Cam's not going to have enough time in New England, and it, it could get ugly. Even, even having all these mid-tier free agent guys sure. come in, right? Sure. So, so let's uh, switch over now to uh, that's pretty much the offensive side of the ball. Let's switch over to uh, the defensive side of the ball. We'll start with linebacker. We'll okay. flip over to your side now, and yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Listen, there really isn't anyone headlining that market, and none of the boys that I had circled today, you know, were signed. Or I don't think I didn't even see any headlines. Even anyone who's even looking or asking about them, right? So I think that the two best linebackers that were scheduled to hit free agency, they both got signed, right? Levante David and and Matt Milano, right? So like, yeah. you know, both those boys hitting the market. You know, they all kind of got in that, you know, that eleven to twelve and a half million buck per annum type. You know, that's what you're paying for the creme de la creme. So this next tier down, they're going to be probably in that. 
you know, you know, let's call it six to nine million dollar type range, right? So the first guy on my list is I got Jay and Brown here, you know, former Tennessee Titan. Yeah, he reminds you a lot of Milano, right? Like three third down, you know, three down linebacker, kind of good off the ball, super athletic, good in coverage, right? Yeah, um, twenty six years old. You know, only played ten games last year. You know, I, I'm not really sure where he's going to land. I, I could see him going to somewhere like. You know, Denver could use a little bit of help in, in an off-the-ball linebacker. You know, Vic Fangio's a pretty smart guy. I'm sure he could find yep. room for him if he makes sense, right? Um, you know, number two that I was looking at as well was we talked about Seattle, but, you know, K.J. Wright. Man, that guy's been there forever, man. Been there yes. forever. And I know a couple years back they had a couple of down years, but last year he was effective, right? Like, you know, 11 tackles for loss, 10 passes defended. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised if, if J.M. Brown moves on from Tennessee and he ends up in Denver, wherever he ends up. I wouldn't be surprised if KJ Wright slots right in behind and replaces him in Tennessee. And is that's a good call. Cheaper, he's a cheaper option, right? They do a lot of the same things. And at 32 years old, like what the hell are you going to pay for a 32 year old off the ball linebacker? He's probably going to get five to 7 million bucks a year and like a, like two years, 15 bucks. Yeah. Kind of like something short and sweet. Right. And he could fill that gap. Um, what about Vegas? What about Vegas? Vegas, too. Vegas is a good fit, too. I have you Vegas. know, Mayock, Mayock and Gruden love their vets, right? Right. Plug and, plug and play. He'd be a good fit there, too, man, for sure. Um, and then the last guy on my list that I was looking at, and I'm only looking at him as, like, kind of a high upside guy who, unfortunately, whether it be through injury or just through, you know, cap casualty in New Orleans, but, you know, Quan Alexander, right? Like, it wasn't yeah. too long ago, this guy was a big hot shot. on that big deal with San Fran in 2019. For him, obviously, um, blew out his Achilles in December. Like, there's a kid; he's only 27 years old, man. And you know, I think you can probably get him in the door on like a one-year prove-it deal. One year, come in, reestablish your market value, and then try and hit free agency next year again and try and get paid on a, on a decent-sized contract. But you know, that guy's pretty—he's pretty damn talented. And again, you're looking at another off-the-ball linebacker who can who can you know be effective. You know, like someone like the Rams or even the Panthers. Like the Panthers have never really replaced Luke Keekley, but someone like that could use some linebacker depth and use some help at linebacker as well. And I think someone like that would come in relatively cheap, and you just you're banking on upside at that point, right? So, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. No, it's an interesting spot, and it's it's kind of a, a spot like you know, I I feel like David set the market, yeah, and then Milano kind of followed it, and then now it's going to be similar to. It's it's the quarterback of, the, of of the defensive side of the ball, and I feel it's going to follow that same path as the quarterback. There's there's those guys you named and a bunch more that are just kind of going to float around out here for a little while in space uh, in free agency space, and you know we'll need another big ball to drop, or we'll need um, you know rumor that, C, that people are are banging the door on C.J. Mosley out of, right. out of New York and and looking for a trade or trying to pick him up and. So until some of those those balls fall and, and move around a little bit, I think some of these guys will kind of stay put, and then eventually we'll see that kind of scoop and plug and play for a lot of these teams, right? A couple months down the road, once you get into OTAs, training camp, um, you know, guys get injured here and there, and then you'll start to add some of these pieces, right? Sure. Well, let's go to go to the uh, to the defensive line. And yeah. obviously, we talked about it at the start of the start of the podcast here in terms of, uh, of you know, we know the edge rusher and and the you know, defensive line, traditional D line, um, or defensive end position was was the hot 
hot take today for from across the board from you know Shaq Barrett setting setting everything today sure. at four at, at seventy two, which I thought was overpaid. Um, yeah, you know Tampa's running de facto, right? Like I think I don't know if it's coming from Tom or if it's just in fact they think that you know. Well, it probably is. It's being dictated by Brady because you know Brady's only going to you know he probably has another another year or two left in him. Yeah. See if you can get another one in the in the bag, right? So. Yeah, especially with you know New Orleans taking a step back and Carolina still rebuilding and Atlanta again too also so really it's their division for the taking most likely again right so I think you know like listen they brought all their big boys back except for like you said except for Fournette but everyone else come back right like you know Gronk yep. and David and Barrett and you know Godwin on the on the on the on the tag so good on them man you know like see if you can catch lightning in the bottle another year in a row here and and go for it right but. Um, yep. And, and Buffalo's doing something similar. Sure. sure. The one couple couple kind of late pickups. I, I love Bud Dupree to Tennessee. Love that. It's a good Six, fit. It's a good Six, fit. 16, 16 and a half for, you know, that's a decent number for that. It'll be interesting to see if he can live up to that uh, without TJ Watt on the other side. He's on his own now. For uh, sure. You know, for sure. It's, it's tough. I know Tennessee did get another sneaky D-line pick. Not a lot of people know him. But I love Danico Autry going there as well. They, they had they had yeah. little to no pass rush last year. Yeah, two nice pickups address address a need with both of those spots. So that was that was nice. Well, one that intrigues just to me. Just jump on, in there for a sec. No, Tennessee yeah. they dropped the ball last year, right? With Vic Beasley and with Jadavian Clowney, both of them were massive busts. Yeah. So they had to do something about it, right? We kept talking about how they couldn't get to the quarterback last year, right? So, you know, you're right. You know, Dupree coming off an ACL tear and. Let's see what he does with no TJ on the other side. But, yeah, you're right. They need to do something about it. So, good on them for making it happen, right? So, yeah. yeah. Um, Carl Lawson going to, to the Jets, not bad. Romeo Aquira staying in Detroit. One that I found intriguing because, you know, you looked at their number and, and their cap number at, at $32 million over, and you had, they hadn't really done anything other than the, the big Stafford trade. Um, and that was the Rams. And and then they signed Leonard Floor to a monster four-year, sixty-four oh, million dollar deal. Crazy. You're thirty-two million over the cap. Um, I know you want to keep the guy, but I, I, know. Was, I was shocked. I was shocked. That's a big that number, so, man. Big yeah. number. Yeah. What well, about Gawkwe? There's, there's going to be Gawkwe. And Gawkwe was an interesting number, man. When I saw that number, Yannick and Gawkwe, I was like, "Holy crap, man!" Like. You mean to tell me you're paying him what the Pats are going to be paying, you know, Nelson Aguilar next year? Like, it's just – it's fucking mind-blowing, right? Yeah. You know, him him being reunited with Gus Bradley, that may actually work out well. Like, listen, when they were in Jacksonville together, they had – that's when he was probably at his, you know, at his peak in terms of product uh, – in terms of product production and, and productivity, right? So, you know, good on the Raiders for making a splash there too. But um, sorry, I, I keep going here. It just came I, up. I, yeah. I, I do like I do for a million more I'll take Judon all day long though over in no I, I agree I agree he just he, right? he does way more for you right hundred yeah. percent way more versatile like you know we were listening to five fifty the day you and I were talking about it, but you know Sal bring up that stat talking about how he can't you know he's very very ineffective in run D and really he's he's a, he's a one trick pony right it's yeah. head down go get the quarterback right that's about it right so yeah. So, but in terms of D Rusher, still some, I still some very serviceable guys and very good. Like Carlos Dunlop, still out there. Olivia yes. still out there. We, you know, we're we're hearing rumors out of um, Minnesota right now for for Dutch of, you know, an upset and frustrated Daniil Hunter possibly on the trade market. Uh, what, about, Ever, what about Everson, that? Everson what about Griffin? What what about what about Hunter though with Buffalo? Would you make a call? One hundred percent. You made you made the move for Diggs. 
I'd do I'll, it. Man. I'll give you a first round pick yeah. right now for Daniil Hunter. Yeah. If I'm no Diggs, problem. I'm on that, man. I'm making calls. If I'm Stephon Diggs, I'm 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 tampering a bit there. I'm making calls, right? Like I'm texting an old buddy and seeing what's up and seeing if he wants to come. Because they'd love to have him here, man. Talk about filling a need, man. Oh boy, I love to yeah. see it. Play. Yeah. Well, yeah. now you got a three three man. You let Addison just stay. You let him. Yeah. He just kind of fills in here and there, and you, you got Hughes and Hunter coming off the edge, right? And you're rocking and rolling. But some good, some good. A uh, couple big names still left out there. Mel, Melvin Ingram. Still yeah. Coming, um, coming away from the Chargers, solid. He's a, a good eight to ten sack type of year guy. You know what you're going to get out of him. And a guy that you've mentioned in previous uh, podcasts with us, big and boy. that is the big boy from New Orleans, yeah. Trent Hendrickson, coming off a career year. Um, you got Everson Griffin, long in the tooth, Ryan Kerrigan, Justin Houston. So there's still some some names here that, and I think I I don't think this is going to be like quarterback and linebacker where this is a down the road type of thing. I think you're going to see four or five of these guys go. Hey, there could be a couple of them already gone. That have gone well, well reported. Right? That's oh, right. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised in the next couple of days if you see a couple of these big boys um, gone and gone for some decent money still. Sure. And then in interior, let's go to interior. Uh, Denver re-signed Shelby Harris. I love I that, that move. That's a good uh, Even a though good they followed it up with a terrible move signing Ron Darby. I'm sorry, Chester. But Ron Darby, three years, $30 million. Uh, Yeah. Good yeah, luck with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> not a good move there. But the guys I had my, on my list, and, and none of them have moved as far as I know, uh, first one, big old Sue from Tampa. He yeah. Probably not going back unless he takes a, a real nice pay cut. Yeah. Um, so interesting to see where he decides to go. I think he's obviously going to want to go to a contender. Um, I'm just trying to say a fit for him. Like, you think you think maybe Green Bay would have an option for him? I know they're yeah. pretty stacked on the D line already, but they're a team that seems to like loading up um, up front defensively. So that was a thought I had there. And then the guy that the Bills have talked about a bunch, Dalvin Tomlinson. Yeah. Still floating out there. Leonard Williams got the tag. The Giants are in a tough spot cap-wise. Not a whole lot of room for them. Um, and they might want to start to lock up some of their own here moving forward for the pieces that they like to help build forward a little bit. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where Tomlinson goes. I, Seattle's once again, you don't want to talk about Tennessee and little to no pass rush. Seattle was in that same boat last year. Sure. Right. Uh, Cincinnati, a team that's been quiet that, you know, started the day off at, you know, 42, 44 million in, in cap space, uh, depending on where you got it. Um, what about Washington? You think they'll take a, could take a flyer on someone like him trying to, uh, pair him up with Chase Young and, and let, you know, try to eat up some blocks and let Chase come off the edge. They're just so stout on the D line already. And it's all, they're all a bunch of young kids, right? Like they have that, they'll cut that one kid out of Bama. They drafted a couple years back for his name in the interior. And then, you know, they have sweat on the other side with Chase Young on the other side. Right. So like, you know, I was thinking here, this is actually a really interesting observation. And I saw it on Twitter before we were coming on tonight, but you know, Baltimore's always been praised being like super analytical, forward thinking. They're often looking at things from a quant perspective rather than just like X's and O's, right? Yeah. Like, do you think that they're on to something by letting both Judon and Ngakwe walk? Like, like not saying that they think that the edge rusher position is overrated and maybe it's more scheme oriented than individual production. Like, you know, like a guy like Trey Hendrickson, meaning like, you know, you get a guy where at the end of the day, it's more 
schematic in terms of the complementary pieces around him. It's more like kind of a, it's a unit sack or like a schematic sack in terms of play call than, you know, the guy himself, right? And having like yep. a super, friend, you, know, you know, bendy, flex, you know, quick twitch athlete on the, on the outside who can get to the guy and, and then you're left paying him, you know, 12, 15, almost 20 million bucks a year, right? Like, it's, it's funny. You know, I used to always think that, you know, you're talking about, building a team they always say you know you go and you get a guy who can rush the pasture guy can lock down on on the outside and you get a quarterback and you can kind of and then you get like a left tackle and you can build around that right edge rush left tack you know number one corner and then you know your quarterback and you can fill the rest of the holes right i'm starting to wonder now if maybe baltimore's ahead of the game here and they see something that we didn't see or maybe they just thought that both those guys are just gonna be too rich for their own blood and they they didn't want to bring them back right so but it's interesting that they let both those boys walk, right? It's it's just kind of an interesting observation. That's all. So well, it is. It is in the fact, and and I think I think it comes down to and what you've seen, and and it's I think it's evolution of the game, in the in terms of, you know, they're they're stunting and 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 spinning, and they're doing everything on all three downs, and that you never used to see that. You know, no. it was always, you know, line up on first down, line up on second down, stop the run, and then the stunts will come out on on third down. And we'll we'll stunt and we'll pull and we'll do this and that and we'll get the the big boys down to eat up the blocks and we'll we'll wheel the end all the way around the the uh, the tackle and and we'll we'll scheme up a sack on third down because we're going to be third and long because we stopped the run on first and second down yeah and you know effectively that is is still what the game plan is but you don't you're not seeing as much run right no Look, Buffalo's the perfect example you know throwing the ball sixty seven percent of the time on first down yeah right yeah. It, it, you know you're it's the, you look at the average, and I don't have it off the top of my head here, but I'd say the average in the NFL is probably above sixty percent now, past to run, sure on, on first down, right? As compared to when when we grew up watching football yeah. and, and playing football, you know, we're going to run it on first down and get to second and three yards in a cloud of dust, and it'll be second and seven or second and six, and sure, and then we'll go from there, and we may throw the odd play action in on second down and. And but we're going to run it again on second down, and it'll be third and four, and then we'll throw the ball. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. Like, and and more teams and more defensive coaches are are scheming up all different types of blitzes, nickel sure. blitzes, corner blitzes, scheming up stunts and and twists inside. And so I think to your point, in a long-winded answer, you're right in the fact that why do I need a, why do I need to pay this guy so much money when I can when I'm scheming up this anyways when yeah. when all these sacks on first down are happening because we're stunting and scheming it and not just letting a guy put his hand in the dirt and go after the right. quarterback and use his natural ability. Yes, exactly. those, there's still those guys out there. There's three to five of them, Shaq Barrett being one of them. But, you know, you don't need necessarily need to, to go out and pay, you know, $20 million to, to go find that guy, right? Exactly. So no, We'll see how things play out. I just thought it was an interesting observation, and I just want to get your, your opinion on it, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's uh, let's put a bow tie. We'll uh, we'll get to the secondary here, and then we'll kind of give our winners and losers on the day. Sure, and sure. Uh, we'll we'll end this off. So, uh, the secondary side, John, one one kind of signing that stood out to me was John Johnson, three at at uh, thirty three, kind of the going rate for a safety. I think the guy's an underrated playmaker coming from uh, from Los Angeles um, to Cleveland. I think it's another good piece for their defense. Yeah, listen, you know. I didn't think they they were going to be a fit for him because they you know they they drafted Grant Delpit last year out of uh, yep. LSU. They had you know, I but you hear their DC talking about how he wants to start running more nickel, right? He wants to start running more like you know, 
getting, you know, five DBs on the field at any given time. And I get it, man. He's a playmaker. And you're coming out of a good system in L.A., right? I get it. And you're right. You're paying market value for the kid. And I think it's just going to give the, the defense a whole other different dimension, right? Like, I'm, I'm surprised that they didn't add on the edge. I thought they were looking at it. Maybe they may go up that, that next second-tier piece, you know, yeah. opposite of Miles Garrett. And, you know, one of these guys you're talking about for – you know, maybe they got a guy in that five to seven million buck a year range, right, to try and sure up the other side. But yeah, the Browns are coming. I listen, man. I, I think um, you know, I don't want to. You don't want to go down this road right now, but they're, they're right in terms of they're probably be there to win that division next year. They're right there, I think, man. They're they're doing a lot of really good things, right? So I I, I like that signing, John Johnson. Yeah. That was a nice one for sure. What about Richard Sherman, man? Where's Sherman end up? Hey, I don't know. Representing himself, by the way. Is he? I'm not yeah. surprised. Smart yeah. kid. Stanford yeah. grad, right? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Representing himself. I think there was four guys in the league I saw today um, that they had on there, and, and he was one of them. So, I, I don't know. I see I see that. I see what I see what Buffalo paid for Josh Norman last year at $6 million bucks, right? One year coming in $6 sure. million bucks. Then I see what Jason Barrett goes for at $5.5 million uh, today back to San Fran. I, and, I, and then I look at the list of corners that are out there, sure. and I'm willing to wait. I'm willing to wait these guys out because I think you can get a real good piece at at two and a half to four million dollars, especially, um, you know. And I'm I, I'm biased. I'll look at Buffalo when when you've got your corner, your your big corner, your franchise corner on the other side. Um, I'm I'm gonna wait. In terms of Sherman, I think he's. It's a, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. Hey, there's Dutch coming on. He just made it. He must be coming home from work. Dutch, shout out to Dutch. Sure, he couldn't make it, Dutch. But uh, in terms of uh, in terms of Sherman, I, I, you think Denver maybe, or the other about, team that what about I Green Bay, Bay, man. What about Green Bay? Like if he you wants to win, well, only because you know you pair him up next to uh, you know Jair Alexander. They, they're moving on from from Kevin King. Yeah, he was a yeah. fucking disaster last year in the NFC Championship game, right? So. I think they move off from him. Like, how great would he look there beside Jair Alexander on the other side of the field, man? If you want to go win a championship, just take a sweetheart deal and go play in Green Bay for a year, right? Or, or a year or two, right? You know, someone was also mentioning the Raiders as an option for him, right? Yeah, I was just that's that was my next team. I was just going with. you know, same thing. You mentioned they love their veterans. You know, yep. he's a West Coast guy. Go go hang out in Vegas for a couple of years, man, with with Gruden and and uh, and what's his name, Mayock, Mike, right? Mike Mayock, yeah. He'd be a good fit there. And they have a bunch of young corners, you know, Damon Arnett, the kid out of, out of Ohio State last year. They, yep. they, oh, look at that. Bengals, Trey Hendrickson. Four years, 60 bucks. Woo! To the Bengals? So they're yeah. replacing, replacing, replacing uh, Carl, Carl Lawson. Lawson. Wow. Yeah, I love it. That's, they had to. They I had know. To. For sure. That, oh, there you go. Caught it right there uh, live on Instagram. Live I had boys. it. Oh, little, little, little banner popped up. But, but um, there's, hey, hey, there's some good – good pieces in the secondary man you you look at it casey hayward floating around out there justin Love simmons it. chester moore and justin simmons is still there um Daniel oh, did Thornton. he get tagged the simmons got tagged did simmons get tagged so t- simmons he, got tagged. He did. check that sorry um the other the other uh safety um they're gonna let walk so they'll let walk malcolm butler um, yeah marcus williams another one so there's some still some real good pieces in the secondary side that um, that teams can go get, but I think it's going to be I think it's going to be the same thing. I think it's going to be a wait and see with a lot of these secondary pieces. Um, what about a guy of- like Patrick Peterson? You know, obviously, you know, 
now I'm not saying a Hall of Famer, but Hall of Fame type, you know, resume, right? Yeah. Arguably one of the best man cover corners in you know the last ten years, right? So, you know, like I was sitting here thinking, like you, know, you saw what the Chiefs did to the Bills, a lot of man. You know, would yeah. he go take a sweetheart deal to go play with Patty Mahomes and go play on that D? And just, you know, come there on a real cheap, you know, not veteran type men deal, but like cheap, you know, like three, five million bucks a year is to come in and try and win a Super Bowl, right? And they play a ton of zone, or sorry, they play a ton of man. He did a great fit there, right? So I don't know. Like, I think someone like Patrick Peterson, you know, he's 31, but a lot of miles on those tires. He obviously wasn't the same guy last year, but there were times, like, I remember seeing him play against DK Metcalf a couple of times and he was hanging, man. Yeah. And Metcalf's a physical beat. So, like, I sit, I think he still has some juice left in him. I think it, now it's a matter of you know, who wants to take a shot and bring them in. It's going to be very much, you know, scheme focus, right? Yeah. To put them in a, in a chance to succeed, right? So, yeah. Ch Chester saying Simmons was tagged. Chester, if you, I know you're listening now. Who was, who's the other, is not coming to me right now, uh, the other safety on that side they're, that they're going to let walk? I can't, I can't remember the name right now. It's not coming to me, but. Well, let's put a let's put a little bow tie on it, old boy. Um, we have we've avoided it because you could practically call this the New England Patriots uh, free agency day. Crazy. And I'm looking I'm looking at what they started with here to start the day at at you know sixty eight sixty nine million. Um, they've spent that and some when you started to, it, like they, they they can't have any more money here. That like I'm I'm adding it up um, from Judon to Wise to Aguilar to Bourne to Smith to Mills. Um, you know, Justin Bethel, uh, they, like I said, they sneak Henry Anderson in and, and I'm approaching on just on an average annual close to 80 million bucks here. And I know they're going to be able to maneuver some of that around, but, um, they've got to be done from that side, but who's, who's your winner? Who's your winner at day one of 2021 free agency? Oh boy. Uh, who's my winner? Jeez, boy. Um, like I love Patriots, right? Like they went out and they got decent value guys. They didn't necessarily really overpay a ton. Um, selective, like kind of plugging and playing, filling holes rather than just an all-out free, you know, sp you know, free spend, just like spending like crazy, right? Um, I love what the Chargers did too, man. Very quiet, but like you're just quietly building around your kid, your franchise, your cornerstone under center. Uh, I love that as well too. Um, geez, who else did I like today? Uh, I'm trying to make sense of it all in my head here. Like, listen, a lot of it was, you know, the winners were the guys that signed their own head into today. Like, I'm not going to go ahead and crown the Bills or, like, Tampa's winners. But, you know, to avoid all the craziness and just sign your guys, man. Bring your guys back. You know the culture's going to fit. You know everything's going to fit in that room. You get them in for, like, you know, a decent number without having other teams come in there in their ear, you know, jacking things up. Like, I don't know, man. It's it's really hard to say. I, I can tell you who lost a day, and it's obvious who lost a day. We know who lost a day. I think the Pats lost a day, and it's crazy. Like, I don't know. I, I was talking to Britt earlier, and I was joking around. I said, it's like it's like the guy who, uh, you know, his girlfriend breaks up with him, and he sees her, him go, her go off, get married, have a bunch of kids like Tom did last year in Tampa, and then you go out <laughs> and you get a Ferrari. And you fucking, yeah. you know, you, don't, you, know, you can't afford it. It's, you know, it's not going to work for you. You're living in Canada, driving a Ferrari, but fuck you. I'm going to go spend it because fuck it. That's why, right? It's just yep. crazy. Like, 
you know, I saw a wild stat about Belichick, like over the last 10 years in aggregate, in terms of dollars that he's been given out in free agent contracts, it was like 350 million bucks in aggregate over the last 10 years. So like 35 million on yes. average per year. Today, he tossed around in aggregate contract value is like almost 150 million bucks in yes. one day. Crazy. Just yes. fucking crazy. Like it's, it's just so not what we're used to seeing out of those guys in terms of being like disciplined and looking for value. Like, you mean to tell me you couldn't have waited and grabbed one of these wideouts that weren't Aguilar or, you know, someone like Kendrick Bourne and not paid, like, under $10 bucks for the year for them? Like, someone like, I don't know, man, like, what would John Brown have cost? You know, like, I'm just yes. saying that as an option, right? Like, you probably could have got him in the door for, like, somewhere around, like, 6 to $7 bucks a year, like, something like that. Like, I don't know, man. I just, listen, who knows? They may show up next year. They may totally gel and light it up and, you know, just, yeah, I don't know. Seven F bombs, Johnny Ball. I've already pulled yeah. through that seven F bombs. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was behaving for a while until until you got on Dutch. Two hundred thirty million, but is there was their number? Crazy. Today. I, just, crazy. I just added it up off my sheet here. That's crazy. Two hundred and thirty million dollars the New England Patriots gave away in Who did total you like contract. Today? Who did you like today? Who did you like today? I uh, you gotta love what the Chargers did. Gotta love protect the kid in front of you. Um, really, really, really like that. I said to you before, I like Tennessee. I think they did a good, good job um, in terms of uh, addressing a need in pass rush. I think Bud Dupree's got a chance to be successful there. I like Danico Autry. He's a block eater, and uh, he'll help them out. Those were my kind of big two. Um, and then in terms of losing it, until I heard about uh, Hendrickson, I didn't like what the Bengals did. They didn't address that offensive line. You know, no. if you let Carl Lawson walk, so I think it's a wash between Lawson and, and um, Henderson. Henderson. I, I think, yeah. you know, one half difference the other. And I don't mind what the Jets did. Uh, you know, Lawson, you know, you're paying $45 million for, for 20 career sacks on average, you know, five sacks a year. But that's free agency. That's what you're going to do. Corey Davis is a, is a decent piece. So those were kind of my, my big three. But my number one winner, and I'll leave you, the Ginger and Dutch listeners, with this before we go. <laughs> and it just shows you. Ten contracts worth $280 million. The number one winner in NFL free agency, folks, is Drew Rosenhaus because the guy made an absolute mid-full today. I know, I saw agent. that. Ten Every... contracts, $280 million. Thank you very much for my uh, my fee. Could you imagine how much he made today? I feel like the first five or like at least first four or five deals with the Pats were all as per Drew Rosenhouse. And I was sitting here just like, you know, you're tabulating this in in terms of, I don't know what he gets paid. Like what, 3% I think is like That's, yeah. standard, right? <laughs> just wild, right? Just absolutely wild. So, you know, you forget about that guy because he was obviously massive and Mr. Big Shot like back when we were like younger watching ball, right? And like he's yeah. kind of, he's kind of taking a backseat now. He's got married now. He has a couple kids like, He's getting older. He's, like, in his 50s now, right? But he's still, like, just absolutely full of it and loves getting his face on the camera, right? And, like, he mentioned, <laughs> oh, you know, I got this 30-year relationship with Bill Belichick, and that's what managed to get all this stuff done. He absolutely fleeced Bill today. Like, I don't know what it was. He was just preying on his, you know, his ego and the fact that, like, you're going to let Tom go down to Tampa. He brought all these guys back. He's going to win a second one and jam it down your throat. Come on. Give it a couple extra million bucks. Bring this guy in. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, the Bills are nobodies, sure. whatever it may be. Like, just sh shocking, man. Like, I just – I couldn't get over it. Like, it was, massive. Uh, Bill must have owed him some gambling money from golf or something. That's just crazy, man. It just was wild. Yeah. So, what do you think here? Before we go, do you think that either one of Russell or Deshaun Watson get dealt before week one? 
Yes. One of them. Yes. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. One of them will, will be dealt. So, so I'm putting you on the spot here. Who gets dealt and where does he go? Russell Wilson to the Chicago Bears. Yeah. The thing is, you know, my only problem with the Bears is I just don't know if they have the horses to make it happen. Like, you and I talked beforehand about looping in the third team, right? Yeah. And and maybe someone like the Jets get involved and Darnold gets involved yep. somehow and there's picks yep. coming back and forth, right? Like, I just feel like the, the Bears on their own, they just don't have the horses. Not unless you start including, like, an Allen Robinson comes back, right? Or... I don't know, like a Cleo Mack comes back in that trade. Like someone's going to have to come back the other way that has some decent tangible value attached to them because they don't have the draft cap. So I don't know where they're going to find room. Like it's not going to be through the draft board. So they're going to have to actually be dealing rosterable players back to Seattle to bring Russell, right? Whereas Miami and New York, they have draft cap. So at the end of the day, you know, that they can go ahead and do it that way if, if that's what they're looking to do, right? So I don't know. Listen, man, at the end of the day, you know, both those boys, they're on fat contracts, so 35, 40 million bucks a year. So yep. if you don't show up week one and start playing, you ain't getting paid. So, like, trust me, you can be a tough guy all you want over, over Twitter and, you know, and not taking yep. phone calls. And You can be a tough guy in March, right? Let's see where you are in August, right, in September. Yes. When you yes. run through your bank account and all of a sudden you're sitting there waiting to get paid and there ain't nothing coming in anymore, right? Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not disputing the talent. They're both arguably top five quarterbacks in the league. It's just that – if, you, if you're a team, you're not going to get, you know, muscled out of this by the player, you know, calling his shots and where he wants to go and, and basically, you know, not getting full value. Bullshit. Because that's, those that's two situations, this isn't, this isn't like Carson Wentz. Carson yeah. Wentz was playing like Dodger and had a shit contract attached to his name. He needed to get out of Philly, right? Yeah. Both these boys are Pro Bowl caliber guys. They're playing well. Yeah, 100%. They're playing well. They're yeah. stars. They're stars. So it's different, right? So, like, if I'm Houston and if I'm if – I'm, uh, if I'm Seattle, I'm not letting you go for free. I'm going to get every ounce of what I want back for that to work out. You know, oh, you got to pay the piper for sure. Yeah, no doubt. For sure, man. Awesome, big guy. Well, a lot of Ginger fun. Ginger Dutch man. listeners, thanks for tuning into our Instagram live. We got a double duty this week. Dutch is back with me tomorrow night. We're going to be breaking down the brackets. We're going to be talking about the PGA Tour Players Championship, big win for Justin Thomas, um, upcoming Honda Classic, bunch of stuff going on. Then we've got old boy back next week, breaking down, doing his three-week preview on MLB baseball. We're doing the Central. I've already started my research. Ain't not much happening in the AL Central, by the way. <laughs> not a lot it's going pretty, on. It's pretty – well, actually, on both sides, it's pretty soft, right? Like, it's yeah, pretty top-heavy pretty top on both sides, but you got to do it. That's all good. We'll, we'll get to it. Thanks for tuning in to the Ginger and Dutch podcast at our Instagram live special. Old boy, thanks for doing this with me, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Love it. See you, big guy. Yeah. I'm Ginger. And I'm Dutch.